Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. What is good, everybody? This is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. You are listening to MTMV Sports. My team, my voice, your team, their voice. They got you covered every day, every time that you need it. Keep it locked. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports, man. I'm blessed to be joined today uh, by Tariq Wynn. He's always somebody who's on the move. When, when you hear Tariq Wynn's on the move, He's really on the move, man. He's going everywhere. I've seen this guy in Super Bowl coverage. I saw him on television, Atlanta Live. Like, he is everywhere. And because he's everywhere, we try our best to keep up with him as he, as he is progressing um, throughout his time. Um, he is just such a phenomenal young man. Um, he's doing so much. And what I want to make sure is that you get to know more and more about him and that you don't forget right? You don't forget who he is. So when you see him, you'd be like, man, I heard about this kid a long time ago. Yes, you have. And you heard about him right here <laughs> at MTMV. Or maybe you heard about him from the myriad of other things he is getting um, done in his life. Tariq, thank you so much for joining us, man. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? We're doing well, man. We're doing well. You know, talk to us, man. How was Super Bowl coverage? Yeah, well, um, well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. Um, the introduction you just gave me, loved it 100%. <laughs> yeah, this is actually, I, th- I believe it's my third time on the show. Yep. So, yeah, this is one of my, this is actually one of my favorite platforms. Cool, man. <laughs> and so, yeah, we all, we always have a good conversation. So, I'm looking forward to having another great conversation. But um, it's the Super Bowl. Actually, let me tell you something. It was so different this year. I've never experienced anything like this. It was all completely virtual. So virtual Super Bowl, um, Super Bowl 55 down in Tampa, completely virtual. And so, you know, we had to hop on and see the players through a virtual screen. And actually, so like the way it worked, right? So like I believe between Monday through Wednesday, the players was interviewing both on Tampa Bay, both on Kansas City. Um, Players would hop on. They would hop on interviewing. There would be like a little schedule that the press and the media would look at or whatever. And so we go in there, look to see what players are going to be on, what time they're going to be on. And coaches, too. Coaches were on there, too. Mm. So we were able to do that. That was Monday through Friday. Um, And then they also had other like mini events going on as well. There were like other mini virtual events um, that the NFL had sent out to the press as well. So we were able to look at some of those. And then also um, it was another thing that was happening as well. Like they had the other events. So like the NFL honors was going on at the the end of the week. Then they had the gospel celebration. And then actually at the end on, um, on Sunday night after the Super Bowl was when the media was able to get on. So as soon as we finished watching on TV, straight to the computers, straight to the devices to get on for the, um, the virtual, um, after game, uh, press post game press conference or whatever. So we did that. But let me tell you, it was, you know how like you're in media and you got to be a shark in the industry to get your interview and push your way to the front. 
there was no, there was not. (laughs) The way they did it was you had to click a little button. First of all, the players, like the players couldn't see us. They can only hear us, but we could see and hear the players. So they don't know what the person looks like or anything like that. So I'm thinking it's like, you know, to my, in my mind, I'm thinking it's probably so many people on this call. It was probably like over a hundred press people on these virtual calls and these players are on for like 15 minutes or whatever. So mm. they got to get in little, pretty much that you get in little questions uh, with the players and stuff. So it was crazy. So there was no like pushing my way up to the front to Tom Brady. Like there was none of that you had to be called on. So it was, it, it was a struggle. I will tell you that. <laughs> So here's my big question. Did you get a question in and who would you get the question into? Yes. Did I get a question in the answer to that? And I have to be honest, um, as far as I know, I did not get a question in. Okay. (laughs) But what I did was I covered it to the best of my ability. um, And I was able to navigate it the best way I could. So what, you know, of course, what I'm going to do is just take some of the footage that I've gotten and um, just use it. But of course, I have to make it me, and I gotta, you know, I gotta post a little selfies, uh, you know, me and the player, the players on the screen. I felt that. I felt that. So, so I have to do that, you know, because I'm actively covering it, and you know, it's not. I didn't. I wasn't specific in my post saying, "Hey, I talked to such and such, and I asked them this." I just say, "Hey, I'm zooming with such and such," and that's all I said. So, um, so yeah, but you know, it was just. I mean, to be honest with you, even though. I didn't necessarily get a question. It was just an honor to be on a call with these people, you know, with these players and coaches and stuff. I, I just thought that was an honor in itself. And, um, you know, obviously it would have been nice to be down in Tampa, but because of COVID and stuff, you know, that really wasn't possible for us who um, do the media and stuff. You know, you can only be like, I think like big press, like NFL and all that other stuff. But, um, hey, we going to get there one day. So, Hey, man. Hey, look. Um, this is your, what I know this is your, I think your second time covering the Super Bowl, right? Actually. Um, yeah. Second time. So I did it the year before. So when it came to Atlanta, I did yep. it that year. Um, then after that year, I actually didn't do it. I did, um, uh, we did the Pro, Pro Bowl. Bowl. Yep. Yeah. You said we did the Pro I saw Bowl. you with Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was with, yeah. And that was, um, actually, let me tell you. Doing the Pro Bowl was actually more fun than the Super Bowl. What? Yeah, yeah, it was. And I and I tell you why, because doing like the Pro Bowl and stuff, like the players, right? So we were able, like the media, like as soon as they finished practice, we could just like walk out on the field, get whoever we want to get, talk to whoever we want to get. All you gotta all you gotta do is go out there and be like, hey, Drew, can we get a quick interview right quick? And hey, they interview with you. It, it was so like doing Pro Bowl was so much easier than doing Super Bowl. Like mm. it wasn't like during Pro Bowl, it wasn't this press conference setting. And no, when you're doing a Pro Bowl, you can go out there in person, get one-on-one interviews with the players in person, which was like one of the most memorable experiences for me. And I was able to do the Pro Bowl red carpet too, which was pretty, which was pretty awesome. So, so I was able to talk to players from the Saints, the um, you know, uh, players from the Falcons too, who were there and stuff like that. So I enjoyed it a lot. Dude, right now you're a junior in college and you are doing what I would say is uh what unbelievable things <laughs> how does it feel to be you know so young with so much future ahead of you right um but knowing that you've accomplished so much at this stage have you ever had a chance to reflect on it 
Yeah, you know, I, uh, I'm moving so fast that sometimes I don't have a chance to reflect on it. But when I do have those chances, like sometimes I'll just sit down and be like, like, wow, I can't believe I did that. And sometimes like I'll go back and look at, you know, some of my stuff. So like I'll pull it up on the television in the living room or whatever. And I'll go in there and I'll be like, dang, I can't believe I interviewed such and such. Or I can't believe I did this. And, you know, it's just like, who knew? Because if you would have asked me like 10 years ago, if I, I, I didn't know anything about nothing about media, didn't know a lick about mm-hmm. nothing. So I don't think I, you know, I didn't have aspirations to do this at first, but I mean, now looking at it right now, I'm actually glad I made the decision to go into it because it seemed like this, this, I can tell that this is my field and this is my dream and this is my passion. This is exactly what I wanted. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, and I I probably can't ask everybody this question. Maybe they um, could possibly, you know, think about it, but you were there, right? So you're you're in these pre-game um conferences, right? These pre-game press conferences. Um, could you foresee that Tampa Bay upset coming based on how the players of Tampa Bay was maybe acting or talking in their in their press conferences? Could you foresee the outcome? Um, maybe with a little bit more insight than some people could have? Or was it or were you expecting something different? Yeah, actually, what I was expecting was I was actually expecting Tom Brady to take home the trophy. Or Really? Yeah, because – and this is why I say that, because – no, I'm not saying it's, like, rigged or anything, <laughs> but I feel like they kind of set it up to where he could win, to where he could break history, you know, get a Super Bowl ring at AFC and NFC, mm. come to a team that was doing – horrible <laughs> like Tampa Bay like let me you know Tampa Bay is in the Falcons division so yeah we know I, yes, I, <laughs> yes I actually had to you know study Tampa Bay covering you know doing Falcon stuff and I was like you know Tampa Bay has such a big drought for years and years and years and like they no Super Bowls no playoffs no nothing for Tampa Bay then all of a sudden you make a change at you make a change at head coach you make a change at quarterback you also bring in Gronk in there too I mean it was I mean, I, I kind of saw it coming from the beginning. I was like, I actually thought, I actually thought Tampa Bay was going to beat. Um, I actually thought Tampa Bay was going to be one of the like the number one or number two seed in the playoffs. Um, mm. I thought that they, I did not know the Saints was going to win the division, but yeah. they ended up winning. And um, but and I was like, for Tam- I think Tampa Bay was like the fifth seed or whatever. The fifth seed, yeah, yeah. To see them go from the fifth seed all the way up to the to the top and win is. is is absolutely just is crazy but um but yeah I did I did expect that to happen of course I you know I was actually rooting for Mahomes um but I did expect Tampa Bay to take it on so I actually saw one of your calls right so um at least um based on your IG you posted a picture with you on a um, zoom call with Patrick Mahomes right now in that call did you feel like was that post-game or pre-game that was pre-game in pregame, okay. Did you feel like um, could you sense the confidence in him going into that game, or did you sense you know maybe not as much confidence? Yeah, I, yeah. Patrick Patrick was ready. I th- I think he was ready. Um, and you know actually, and but I think but see the thing is, I think Patrick had a lot on his mind. You know, Patrick's mm. gonna be a dad, so you know there was a possibility of him having a Super Bowl baby. 
So um, <laughs> which somebody, which one of the media people actually did mention on that call was there is a possibility his baby could be born during the Super Bowl. So mm. I feel like, he had a, you know, I feel like he had a lot on his mind, you know, with that. And then also, of course, playing the big game and stuff. And then, you know, obviously Tampa has the advantage going in first. Obviously, they have Tom Brady, which is an advantage. Um, and then there's also a home game for them. So, like, first team to play in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. So, I mean, you know, it, it was pretty much everything was looking bright in Tampa Bay's, um, you know, aspect or whatever. And one thing, one more thing to mention is I've never seen, like, all year long, I've never seen Tampa Bay's defense look like that. Yeah. Tampa Bay's defense was on fire. but yeah but yeah based on the call I think yeah Patrick seemed pretty confident to me so okay so look now I I told y'all already this kid's on a move move (laughs) you've met Chris Tucker right so how was that man yeah yeah uh Mr. Chris Tucker he's awesome let me tell you he's uh he's a great dude we actually went to um to support one of his charity events he had um he had it in McDonough, which is mm. too far from me. So he had a little charity event in McDonough. It was like a wear pink type of thing for breast cancer back uh, this past October. So I was able to go there with uh, with one of my I was able to go there with one of my colleagues and stuff. And so we went. We had a great time. He took pictures. Uh, we were able to support his organization and stuff, his foundation, and we had, we had a great time. And he's he's a really cool dude. So um, I'm actually hoping to interview him soon, sometime this year. I remember you know, talking to his people and stuff. So, you know, hopefully we can set something up in the future, but that'd be, um, that'd be pretty cool. And hopefully we can do it in person and stuff. So that's awesome, man. You, you just been killing it. Yo. So I remember the first time we talked, it was, um, I, I know it was probably a little while after your first book. Right. Um, so you drop your, you're your not, I want to say drop, but you released your first book. Um, it's focused on helping kids and dealing with money. Right. So it was it's focused on helping kids dealing with money. You have a new initiative right now. What's your new initiative and, and how is it focused on, you know, pretty much doing the same things? Yeah. So, um, hey, drop my mixtape, drop my book. I mean, hey, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so my new initiative is I'm actually what I want to see. And this is something that I'm passionate about. Uh, I want to see kidpreneurs out there. I want to see mm. more kidpreneurs. So I am, you know, my new initiative is to basically see kids create their own business, right? That That's something I've actually, well, I'm passionate about entrepreneurship, period. But to see young kids go out and create their own business, make their dream at a young age is something I'm very passionate about and very passionate about seeing. And that is actually in my book. And it's one of the main vital things that I talk about is start your business young. Let me tell you, when you start your business young, then once you get older, so much profits coming in. I mean, you, you, you can't go wrong with starting a business young. And of course, you know, if you have, if you have the, ability get your parents to help you as well um i think that's something that's really good and really vital but yeah uh definitely like seeing um young entrepreneurship and i'm and i'm encouraging it you know whatever like like i said whatever i can i guess i mean i don't want to think of myself as like a mentor or anything but i want to say that i am a person who supports 
kidpreneurship. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, I mean, you know, seeing a kid with a young business, I mean, you know, I've had the pleasure of supporting some kidpreneurs. So, uh, you know, there is a kid with a bow tie business I've supported. There are other kids that I've supported. I've actually, actually have a new show where I just interviewed an, um, a kid, a kidpreneur. Her name is um, Kennedy. She has a tutoring business or whatever. So, you know, I interviewed her. And so, you know, I'm, you know, avidly supporting kidpreneurs. And so I, I think, I think it's something great and um, I'm pushing for it. That's awesome. You're already giving back. You're kind of trailblazing a little bit because you're. I think you're one of the first kidpreneurs I've seen. And actually, I've met you when you weren't a kid. So, <laughs> but, but it seemed that you had already had a history of jumping in business for yourself, right? Moving the needle for yourself. And you had already done that, wrote a book already at a very young age. And then from there, you just continue to make ridiculously awesome moves. And so it's cool to see you kind of reach back and say, hey, you know what? I'm not only going to trailblaze, I'm going to help you along the trail as well. And I think that's dope. I think that's awesome, man. Um, you have a new book. New. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. So the new, uh, actually, well, um, take it back to what you just said. Actually, I still consider myself a kid. Um, <laughs> I say that. <laughs> the reason I say that is because. I'm not ready to adult until I have to. And I'm 20 years old. I ain't 21 yet. So until that clock hits 12 (laughs) on July 20th, then I will adult. Then but right now I'm still a kid. I'm still living at home. I'm still being a kid being, you know, I still act like a teenager. So, I mean, Hey, you know, I'm I'm, I'm making it do what it do. Still having fun. Class ticket, homie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah. And back to the book. So my new book, how to create your own TV talk show. This is a book where I am basically giving people advice on being in the media industry. So I'm basically telling you how to create your own content. I'm giving you all the steps that you need to know on how to create your own content, right? So when you open the book, you're going to learn how to create a show, the legal stuff that goes into the show, the crew you need to have a show or, you know, create your content, the equipment you need to be able to create your content. So I'll talk about that in the book. I also talk about, um, also when I talk about that, I also talking about getting interviews and stuff. So let's say if you have a show where you want celebrity interviews, we talk about that. I actually break it down because so many people ask me like, so many, how, how did you interview such and such? It's literally in the book, word for word. Like I literally tell you the exact steps that I took to get certain celebrity interviews. So as soon as you turn to that chapter, it says how to get celebrity interviews. All you got to do is read the instructions that are in the book and it will tell you how to get them word for word. And it's a specific website you use, but I can't give it out because I want everybody to go out and buy the book. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so and that's what you can do in that aspect. And then, of course, last but not least, what everybody wants to hear, I give you different tools and different ways that you can actually get it on TV. So, um, you know, there's a way like, let's say if you want it on Roku, you can get it on Roku. I talk about, you know, having the ability to get it on Roku in there. Um, also, sometimes you don't sometimes you don't even have to like have the knowledge to do this stuff. Sometimes it's all about who you know. Like if you know some big TV executives who can put you on, hey, let them put you on. You know, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever you can do to work your way in there, actually talk about working your way in the door and knowing people and knowing, getting to know the right people and stuff. So this stuff that I talk about in the book, and even if you don't want to create your own content or you don't want your own show, is very valuable for people who are in the media industry period. So whether you're in news, so whether you're in news, entertainment, 
you're a writer, you're a TV journalist, whatever the case may be, the book can benefit you. Man, you just sold the book for one, right? <laughs> Two, I may make it required reading for my, my podcast host. Because it seems like, yeah, it seems like a lot that they can glean from um, just because a lot of people in this, you know, in this new space, you know, a lot of people have careers they've been doing for years. Right. And they, you know, kind of want to start using their sports knowledge. They want to use their sports knowledge. They want to start a podcast or they want their big dreams. I want to be on TV. I want to, you know, get a Roku channel for myself. All this stuff would be life changing things for some people. They don't know how to do it. They want to do some of the interviews you've already done. Right. Uh, or at least something like it. Right. They don't know how to do it. I feel like you giving them a step-by-step guide is a great selling point. Sir, you just sold a book. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you just, it. You just sold a book. Um, where can we get this book, man? Yeah, so the book right now is on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. And it's in, um, it's in Nubian Bookstore in Marlowe, Georgia, um, right here in Georgia, which isn't too far from Atlanta. I'm actually supposed to be um, getting it in some more bookstores very soon. I'm actually supposed to be taking it to a new bookstore, um, which is right here in Metro Atlanta in just a few days. So I'll be making that announcement on my social media. But um, yeah, right now, right now, what I'm working on with that book is mainly just getting it out, prom- get, doing promotions for it and getting it in various stores on various platforms and stuff like that so that's the groundwork i'm doing for the book and i'm, I'm gonna continue that throughout the year uh you know people have asked me about book signings and stuff i don't know about all that because it is covid and i don't know if i want to meet people you know i don't you know i love meeting people i don't have a problem doing that but you know when you're selling books and you're doing a book sign people want to shake your hand people want to get close people want to do all of this stuff and you know they want to get within six feet and I don't know about all that I mean, <laughs> so I mean you know I haven't decided I'm, I'm still trying to map out how I can do a book signing to do it safely but until I figure that out then I'll come back out and start doing signs and stuff but I have to figure out how I can do it safely first I know um I know a guy that can help you to get um to do something close to a book signing right Okay. Uh, maybe a virtual book signing. His name is Josh Bryant. He's over a company called Fangaged. Um, and so after we after we're done, I'll t- tell you more about him. Right. Um, so that's one possibility. The other possibility is other scientists. What you could do is double mask. Right. <laughs> so you can face shield, mask, glove. You know, sign and down. <laughs> okay. So all those things are possible um, <laughs> for your book signing. But I understand your trepidation, man. I would be in the same place. Talk to me about, um, so you told me about your new book. Love it. I love your new initiative. All that stuff's amazing. Um, but you have a new season of your talk show, right? What's the, what's the new season? Give me a preview of the new season. <laughs> a preview of the new season. Well, Tariq on the move. Well, let me tell you, it is coming back at the end of this month. It's coming back on the 28th on Sunday at 8 p.m. We have, this is actually probably going to be the best season of the show yet. We have all the top tier celebrities coming on the show. We have, like, I'll give you some examples. We have Justin Hires. He is the, the black actor on MacGyver. Okay. Um, we have Cynthia Bailey from the Real Housewives of Atlanta coming on the show. Saw that. Yeah, we have um who who else do we have on this upcoming season? We have um we have Emily Skinner. She was a Disney Channel actor on the show Andy Mack. 
Uh, all the the kids, the teenagers probably know about that one. Um, so yeah, you know, and see that that's the thing is something about it for everybody. Have mm. kids on there, teenagers on there, adults on there. So it's something for everybody, and so everybody can see their favorite stars on the show. Um, I'm at, um, trying to think who else is coming on the show. I wish I actually let me hold on. I actually have it. Let me get my flyer out because I actually made my um, flyer for yesterday. Okay, so here we go. So on this upcoming season, we have Will Lutz, the New Orleans Saints kicker. Okay. Yeah, he was actually a Georgia State alumni. So yep. of course, to get his interview. We have him. We have um, Trinity Stokes, who is coming on. She is from Casey Undercover on Disney Channel. So it's probably where most people know her from. Um, Jonathan Goldstein is coming on. He was the dad in Drake and Josh. He's coming on the show. Um, Adam Arigoyan, he was on the show Shake It Up with Zendaya. So he's coming on this season. Also, I have one of my good anchor friends that is coming on. He's a big time anchor and he had the chance to intern at Good Morning America. Tony Ben Jr., he's coming on the show. And then um, those are pretty much my guests. So we got eight guests. I'm going to make it a fun, impactful season, and it's great. And so it's going to be every Sunday starting starting February 28th at 8 p.m. It's going to be on Facebook, Roku, and um, YouTube as well. So it's going to be on those platforms. I encourage everybody to tune in watch. I love it, man. I love it. You're doing (laughs) your thing. Okay. So look. So look. I want to get to um, let let the people know a little bit more about you, right? So I'm just going to ask you some really quick, rapid questions. Um, and you can just kind of, you know, rattle them off. Uh, first thing that comes to your mind, you just drop it. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Favorite NFL team? Uh, well, who? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, of course, I got to say, you know, I want to say ATL, but at the same time, they really ain't doing it for me right now. But you got to keep it a buck, man. Yeah, I mean, I've been riding with them since, ever since, and I got their jersey in my room, so I got to say them. <laughs> okay, so you're going with the Falcon? Yeah. All right, all right. Um, I understand, man. If I were you, I'd be in the same position. All right, your favorite college football team? Uh, Georgia State Panthers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, cool. Your favorite NBA player of all time? Ooh, favorite NBA player? Uh, it would have to be LeBron. LeBron James, LeBron and Kobe. Okay. So if you went and I was going to ask you currently, who's your favorite, but LeBron's still playing. So I guess all time, um, still LeBron, right. And Kobe. And then currently it'll be LeBron. All right. Awesome. Who's your favorite NFL player of all time? Oh, all time. Let me see. It used to, well, I will say it used to be Julio until Julio started not being healthy. But uh, my favorite NFL player of all time, God, I will have to say it would have to be Vic, Michael Vick. Mike, Mike, yeah, watching watching him on TV was just he made foot watching football enjoyable for me. Mm, mm. Okay. Currently, who's your favorite NFL player? Playing still playing right now. Currently. Ooh. Um Let's see. Currently, who is my favorite player? I would have to say I actually like I like Mahomes a lot. Mm. Uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. So, okay, who wins next year's Super Bowl? Next year's Super Bowl. Ooh. honestly, if Brady still a part of the NFL is gonna be is gonna be Tampa Bay. <laughs> I feel like I mean I feel like I mean if you look at what he did with the Patriots, I mean. 
tons of years with them, tons of Super Bowls with them. I feel like it's going. I feel like it's going to be Tampa Bay. Now I will say this: we. I feel like it could be Aaron Rodgers um, mm. because you know with Green Bay because I feel like I feel like you know Aaron's Aaron's been in the like Aaron has rings right, but he's been in the playoffs and he's had a lot of close calls within the playoffs and stuff. But I feel like next year could be his year, so I feel like he's at least going to make it to the NFC Championship. My thing is, hopefully they've learned their lesson, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get this man some weapons. Yeah, they need – yeah, he need. yeah, he doesn't – he don't really have – he don't have anybody to really throw to anymore. Like, yeah, just, he has his one guy, right? Like, he has his guy. Um, but he doesn't have a second guy, a third guy, a fourth guy, right? Um, and all those second, third guys, they're they're below par, right? They're subpar players, in my opinion. Um, still would like to get them on for an interview. But um, <laughs> but you know, that that's not as great as Devontae Adams. All right, cool. So now here's my next question. Who wins the NBA title this season? Oh, to be honest, I have to be honest with you on this one. I actually haven't even been watching basketball. Mm. So, honestly, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I got to be honest with you on that one. I, I think I've only watched one Hawks game this season. So, uh, yeah, I haven't even been covering basketball, to be honest with you. So I know, man. Look, I haven't, I haven't paid attention. Okay. Who is your favorite actor? Ooh, my favorite actor. Um, I'm going to have to say Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry is my favorite actor. I like, I'm a big, I'm a huge Medea fan. Um, Medea everything, like, yeah. Looking to get him on for an interview, so. <laughs> cool. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, yeah, it's him. Favorite actress? Favorite actress. You can't say Medea. Zendaya. Okay. Zendaya, Cele- celebrity crush right there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, the one interview you would pay to get Barack Obama and Michelle Obama and Oprah. Okay. Those three right there, Barack, Michelle, and Oprah. I would pay to get those. (laughs) And here we go. Last question. Your opening question in that interview. My opening question in, okay. So for, so let's say in front of you, you have Barack Obama Mm -hmm. and Michelle Obama, right? Yeah. On Tariq on the move right? They're on your show, right? <laughs> Featured for this week. They're in front of you. And you get to ask them not only one question, it's your whole interview. How do you start that? What's your first question? That is this a is, question I've never been asked that before in my life. This what is if- so like, like it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like It's like on the spot. But let's see. Let's see where you go. Well, um, I guess my first question would be um, dang, I, ooh, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, you stumped me with this one. I'm trying it's to. A, it's it's okay, man. No, no, no. I'm not. You know, I'm gonna answer it. Yeah, I, let's go. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the first. Okay, so if they were sitting down in front of me in person, first question I would ask them is, how much of an impact mm. do you guys think? How much of an impact? Like, do, or it would be like, do you guys know how much of an impact you guys had on African American people? And I would open up with that statement because seeing in that question, because seeing two African Americans 
in the highest office of the land is progress. And it was like, I remember inauguration day. I was at, I may have been eight years old, but my face was lit up the whole day. I just, I mean, it was something that was just life-changing for me. And I'm pretty sure life-changing for um, my black brothers and sisters. So that would be probably my, that would probably be my opening question is, you know, asking them like, do you guys have an idea how much of an impact you guys had on us? Mm. (laughs) yeah it god i mean uh yeah i mean you know i'm glad we got you know i'm glad i'm definitely glad that we have made a change in office recently but um but man if we could go back to that administration (laughs) 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 and that reminds me like people were doing a whole bunch of like different skits right um Mm -hmm. but it's like we really miss obama It was like all kind of stuff going on during that time, man. That was um on Saturday Night Live. They all got together and started thinking about how they missed um um having Barack Obama in office. Yo, I got <laughs> I got one more for you though. You ready? You yeah. ready? I said one more, but I have one more for you. Let's just say, right? And you own your own content, so this probably will never happen to you, right? But let's just say, um, you decided after college to you know to get um a job at you know a, a regular um you know news place right so let's say let's say you're working for cbs news okay and you're forced to interview donald trump <laughs> what's your first question for him <laughs> <laughs> my first question uh for 45 Ooh, um god my first question would be my first question would be I guess probably why did you feel why did you feel like you were the guy to run and win office I would that that's what I would ask him like why like out of all people why you (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I would ask him about that and then and if not that first thing I probably lead with was with the Capitol riots Mm. okay you you start there, right? It seems like in one interview you would be a lot more like, "Wow, like I'm I'm so appreciative to be in this moment," and in the other interview you'd be like more hard hitting, right? Like that hard hitting journalism, more journalistic, like yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I love it. I love the approach, man. Um, yo, so you've been doing well, right? Author, um, future anchor, and, and that's if you want to be right, but still host of your own show journalist, television star, you've been doing your thing, man. You put together a Black History Month program. All right, let's let's end with that. Tell me about that um, and, and how can people see it or either get involved? Yeah, so Black History Month program is actually something that um, I've actually, like when I was at my old high school, no, back when I was at my first church that I started going to, they actually had a Black History Month program. And so I was one of the participants in it. So mm. I participated in it um, a few years or whatever, every year that they did it. And then I was in it. I actually kind of got like really passionate about like doing speeches and for Black history and stuff. And so then when I got to high school, I went to a private high school um, in mm. Stockbridge. And this high school, they didn't they wasn't really doing anything for black history or whatever. And mm. uh, it is like, of course it's predominant, like it's more 
Caucasian mm-hmm. people in school than black people, but there was a good amount of black people at that school, no question about it. But I was like, you know what? We need a black history in my chapel. So what I did was I got with a teacher um, to help me out with it, and we created a Black History Month chapel. And so then I was I was able to create my own first Black History mm-hmm. Month program for the school. And so I did that for the school and um, got students to participate in it. And um, it, w- it was a great, we had an amazing turnout. Seats mm-hmm. were filled. It was amazing. And the church is pretty big. So we had lots of seats filled. It, w- it was like an auditorium setting. You mm-hmm. got a balcony and bottom seats. So uh, we had we had a great turnout. Um, also, with the program I have going on this month, um, hey, let's start one during the pandemic. I mean, why not? So that's uh, that's what I decided to do. So that program will be on February 21st. That is a Sunday at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it will be, I will be emceeing it. Of course, we'll all be doing it virtually. And so what will happen is I actually have some of my friends and peers and stuff, people that I'm always around, they will be like, they will each record a video or whatever. They'll record a video doing one or two things. Either they'll say what black history means to them. They'll talk about their favorite black history figure, or they will actually enact a black history month person. And so, um, and so they'll do that during the program. And so that program will air um, it'll be um, premiered. It, it won't be live. It'll be premiered mm-hmm. as live, though. Of course, everything will be pre-recorded and stuff. And so that's how it will be. So uh, people can definitely get uh, participate in it. I think it's a I think it's a great initiative I'm doing. Um, just bringing awareness to Black history, um, educating people, especially not like now, young people. I mean, the curriculum is like the curriculum really doesn't go in depth in the black history and what people have done curriculum. The, well, you know, I've been saying this for a while that the curriculum, like school curriculum is kind of broken now. Like I think there should be financial literacy in school curriculums, black history mm. should be a school curriculum. You know, I actually had a chance to take an African-American studies class at Georgia state. So I was able to learn a whole lot about stuff, you know, actually some stuff that I didn't even know. So I was able mm. to learn a whole lot, you know, within that and stuff. But I really think that, People should tune in and be educated on Black history and stuff, and you never know what you might learn in the program. So if anybody's interested in joining the program, they can actually email me personally. Email is TyreekWinTV at gmail.com, T-Y-R-I-K-W-Y-N-N-T-V at gmail.com, and let me know you're interested. But I do need to know that you're interested by the 15th. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Um, Did you hear about what happened in Utah where they where they're allowing um, kids to opt out of the black history curriculum? Really? Yes. I hear about that. They're allowing their students to opt out. There's a school in Utah where they're allowing their students to opt out of the black history curriculum. So if they don't want to learn about it, they don't have to. And that 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 made me feel a certain type of way. That's the type of stuff that'll get me kicked off of Twitter. And I don't, you know what I mean? And I don't want to kind of share my full feelings on that all the time. Because let me tell you, black Twitter will go in on that one. Well, they were, right? <laughs> they were they were going in. And and you know what the, the taglines basically, um, you know, the, the basis is we don't get to opt out, right? So yeah. we didn't get to opt out of any parts of history. Like if I don't feel like learning about the Civil War, right? Yeah. I don't I don't have that option. I gotta learn about it and I have to pass it. Right. Um, but they were able to opt out. And so that's 
that's upsetting but i'm glad there's somebody out there doing something to make sure right that that you know people get a chance to learn about the history learn something probably they didn't know before right i mean you're leading that initiative and that's awesome yo tell people where they can find you um you already gave the email out so that's awesome but tell people where they can find you if they want to look for you on twitter if they want to look for you on uh, instagram where can they find you how can they keep up with your story yeah, absolutely. So I'm really big on Instagram. My Instagram page is Tyreek Wynn underscore TV. That's T-Y-R-I-K-W-Y-N-N underscore TV. Really big on Instagram. Always posting on the gram. Um, I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tyreek Wynn TV. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm really not on Twitter like that, but I mean, I'll hop on Twitter every now and then and, you know, post a list something. So you can go find me on Twitter at Tyreek Wynn TV. Uh, without an underscore. And then also, of course, go check out my shows like Tariq on the Move. Or you, you can just Google Tariq on the Move. Um, the show will come up. Also, my new dessert show that I actually just finished up the season on, the Sugar Tooth Show. That show is a brand new show that we started, which the season just wrapped up last week. We were able to feature some great dessert um, eateries right here in Atlanta. And so you guys can definitely go check that out um, on YouTube and um, on Facebook as well. Just type in The Sugar Tooth Show and the show will come up. You can see all the episodes and great things. Right now I have my brand new show, Aaron. It's called What's Your Business? This is a show for entrepreneurs to come on and showcase their business. So that show is airing right now. Um, And then that show will be wrapped up by the end of this month, right before Tyreek on the Move, uh, the next season of that airs. So um, this will actually be the fifth season of Tyreek on the Move, I believe. So five seasons strong. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Awesome, man. You do such an amazing job. Thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate you. For all our listeners who are out there, go follow this young man. I can't say it louder. I can't I can't speak any more highly of this man and, and how great he's been and how awesome, how awesomely amazing his progress is. Pay attention to what he's doing. Follow him on all his social media platforms. We want to see him on TikTok at some point. Um, so do what you got to do to make this man popular <laughs> and push it to the next level. Uh, we love you. We thank you so much for listening. Have a phenomenal day. Spectacular! They don't want me to be killer. They figure I'll never be hot as a killer. Gorilla, when I'm in the booth of the feeling, you know what the deal is. Now get out your feelings, so this going to be critical. Cut the umbilical. Put me inside of a mind of a criminal. Meaning I'm moving the silence of criminal. We get king up in the pool of familiar. I'm in a feeling, bro. Protect-